Welcome back, 35mm Podcast. Thomas and Zach back with you again. Uh, last week we did um, Goodfellas. Now we're on Super Bad. We got Super Bad, a 2007 movie uh, produced by Judd Aptow, who's one of our favorite uh, producers. Yeah. He's Best hilarious. comedy producer by far. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then at the end, we're going to have a draft. And the way the draft works is we're going to flip an SD card to see who goes first. And uh, whoever goes first, they get their choice of best comedy, best drama, best performance, and wild card of um, Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill movies. Yeah. Wait, so did that flip not count? No, no, that, that didn't count. Sad, sad, sad. We have to do it live on air. Okay. All right. So, super bad. A lot of, lot of good stuff. Probably, probably the best comedy movie post-2000. Yeah. One of. Uh, I think post 2005. What's in 05? No, I, I just think like, because like you got Anchorman 04. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's some good stuff in the early O's, but I think after 2005, yeah. things get a little iffy. You notice how. There hasn't been very many good comedies no. since 2010. No, you notice how since, like, since then there's been nothing really that funny. Mm-mm. Nothing that just makes you crack up. Yeah. Except Land of the Lost. I haven't seen it, but it sounds, what? Like, it sounds like a terrible movie. You've never seen Land of the Lost? We have the DVD. That's like what, that's it. maybe my second favorite Will Ferrell movie. That is my second favorite Will Ferrell It's got to be an awful movie. It is hilarious. So funny. Super underrated. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about Superbad, directed by Greg Matola, who also did uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses, which is another good movie. Um, this was a low-budget film that... Made a lot of money. Yeah. And not very often are comedy movies regarded in the same sense of uh, high ratings, but also very funny. This is a very highly rated movie that's also very funny. Yeah. So written, uh, co-written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, uh, which the two main characters played by Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah, are named after and loosely based on. So it's based on the two guys that wrote it. Um, and... Seth Rogen said in, in an interview that like some of the stuff that actually happens in the movie happened to them growing up, and they were actually fourteen when they started writing the script. That's crazy. Yeah, that, yeah, that is that is unbelievable. Um, he said the whole fake ID concept happened. Fogel is actually their other best friend, and like all the names of the people are people that they went to high school with. Yeah, and uh, but they said that Fogel is actually more of the Evan of the group. Fogel and Evan were kind of flipped oh, in the movie. Okay. So he said like that Seth and Fogel always made fun of Evan. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Um, so Christopher Mintz Plazi, who plays Fogel, I saw an interesting um, little tidbit on him. It's when about he, his mom. Yeah. <laughs> so he was 17 during the filming of this movie, and there were a couple of sex scenes that he was in, yeah. or intercourse scenes, whatever, where his mom had to be on set for it legally for it to happen. Yeah. Which is hilarious. And this this was his very first acting job. Yeah, this like, was his first Emma Stone it was Emma and Stone's, Dave Franco's. It was Emma Stone's first big product. Like yeah. she, had, she had acted professionally in small projects, um, but this was like her first like nationally like made movie. Yeah. Um, but this was Christopher Mintz. I think it's Plus. I think it's Christopher Mintz Plus. Yeah. It makes uh, sense. His very first acting job ever. Yeah, Sam um, Franco. Yeah, and. Uh, he said that uh, it was really awkward 
but he said it worked out okay because when I watched the movie with her, the sex scene wasn't awkward because she had been right there when it happened. <laughs> Afterwards, we didn't talk about it. We still don't speak about that moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, because she goes, he goes, oh my god. It's in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's funny. All right, so this movie starts out with them in high school. Um, and basically, they're trying to get invited to this big party. And they want to be the guys who bring the alcohol. Yeah. Simply enough. Um, and Fogel, also known as McLovin, which is a historical, uh, you know, something that stood the test of time. It's still a famous kind of thing now. Uh, he doesn't have a first name. It's just McLovin. Yeah. Um, he tries, or he gets a fake ID. And my favorite scene in the entire movie, bar none, is when he is in the gas station, gets drilled with the gun from the robber, mm-hmm. and has to talk to Seth Rogen and Bill Hader, who are the t- the cops, yeah. about what happened. And it is hilarious. Oh, it is. It is an unbeatable scene. Comedy-wise, there's few scenes that rack up to that. Mm-hmm. It's a hilarious scene. Um, so I think right out of the gates, the opening credits of Michael, Sarah, and Jonah Hill dancing, mm-hmm. like their silhouettes dancing to the funk music, it's like the perfect way to start this movie. And I actually, when I was doing like some half-ass research, um, they said that uh, Michael, Sarah did dance moves, improvised dance moves for over an hour in front of the camera, just like improvising them because Evan, the the writer Evan, Mm -hmm. it was his idea for the DVD menu to have Michael Sarah dancing the whole time. And like he said, it didn't end up working because DVDs don't have that much space. But if they would have had the technology to do Blu-rays at that time, Uh a Blu-ray, you can fit so much onto them. And they wanted the opening screen to be him dancing the whole time. So then people are watching it and waiting for it to loop. And it never loops because yeah. it's over an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But, so that's the, they ended up using it in the opening credits, though, since they recorded over an hour of them of him just dancing. That's painful. Uh, I imagine telling Michael Sarah, like, hey, you just did an hour of dancing. Yeah. By the way, it doesn't matter. Um, Jason Siegel uh, from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, he read for the part of Evan um, – because like, like I said, they started writing this when they were 14. So they did a like a little table read with Evan Goldberg and uh, Jason Siegel reading the parts. And they said it went really well and it was really funny. But eventually, like, they just didn't end up making the project yet. So Jason Siegel got too old. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So. Um, oh, and uh, Freaks and Geeks Martin Starr read Fogel's part when they did that. Oh, he's in the movie anyways, though. Yeah. Isn't, he, isn't he the bearded guy? Yeah. The teacher, isn't he? Or the, the not the teacher, but the, you know what I mean? His name's James in the movie, isn't it? Uh, you got me lost there. All right, whatever. All right, so uh, let's go over some favorite scenes. I mean, obviously, like I said earlier, the gas station scene is hilarious. Him showing them his fake ID is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, them riding in the cop car. McLevin in the cop car with uh, Slater and with uh, Seth Rogen's character mm-hmm. is hilarious. Um, opening scene of Seth picking Evan up for school and they're on the phone and he's talking about which porn uh, subscription he's going to get. Like that scene's great. And then uh, I think one of the most underrated scenes is like at the beginning when Evan is talking to uh, 
Becca, mm-hmm. and he's talking about the wild parties that he always goes to, and and then it shows like he's like describing the night that they had, and then it's showing like Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, and Christopher Mintz-Plasse like watching porn in their basement, and then like they get super drunk at their parents' party, and like their parents get mad at them, so they go to this club and get thrown out immediately. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like because he's telling her one thing, and then like while he's talking, you're seeing what actually happened. Yeah, um, that is a hilarious scene. Jonah Hill talking about tiramisu. This is a really quote-driven movie, too. Oh, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of, good quotes. of good quotes. Um, I think one of uh, my top five scenes is uh, Seth's childhood dick drawing problem, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which uh, Evan Goldberg's brother drew all of those dicks for the movie. <laughs> Dude, I love, I love when uh, Seth says something like 8% of kids do it, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, he's... Well, oh, it's that opening scene when he's on the phone with him talking about uh-huh. porn. One of, one of the, the first quote I wrote down was, don't make me feel weird because I like porn. You're the weird one for not liking porn. I'm normal as shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, McLovin's a very quotable one. Yeah. Chica, well, he walks, chica, yeah, fake ID. His very, uh, the very first scene that Christopher Mintz plus uh, – ever acted professionally was him walking into the home ec room going what's up players yeah. <laughs> and then uh when they meet after school and fogel has the idea he's like wait you changed your name to mclovin yeah it was between that and muhammad why the fuck would it be between that and muhammad why wouldn't you just pick a normal name like a normal fucking person and he goes muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth read a fucking book for once yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that is a hilarious scene all right so um, shall we, shall we go into our rankings? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, let me see. Oh, I, I want to throw out some things that, uh, m- people might've missed. So Joe Lotrulio is the guy who hits Seth with his car. Is also um, Boyle in yeah, Brooklyn that's like, Nine-Nine. Yeah, he's Boyle in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's in a uh, Pitch Perfect. He's in like the old, mm. the old guys group that always sings at the stuff. Um, and then, uh, at the very end of the movie, when, uh, Seth Rogen and Bill Hader are taking McLovin out in handcuffs. Yeah. Clark Duke from the office is standing in the crowd and says, Fogel's a badass. <laughs> and it's Clark from the office. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And he's in a hot tub time machine. Oh, that is a strange movie a very strange movie i don't know if i'd even call that a funny movie it's just no. a weird movie <laughs> it's bizarre yeah absolutely you know i i unfortunately did not write down very many quotes i wish i would have wrote down more um but this is any scene with the with seth rogan and bill Hader is great oh you, yeah. you've got them at that restaurant when the crazy guy tackles fogel uh-huh. um you've got the two of them shooting stop signs and then uh, when the cops hit Evan and Seth with their car while they're high, they were uh-huh. so, well, oh, I, I skipped the breathalyzer scene. They get yeah. out of that restaurant and they're sitting in the car seeing who can get the highest uh, uh, blood alcohol uh-huh. content rating on the breathalyzer. Um, Fogel's confidence when he walks into the party and he walks right up to Nicola and starts dancing with her. And he's like, I am McLovin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You look like Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. I got some great quotes. When uh, they're in the gas station before school, uh, Seth's talking about all of Jewel's past relationships, and he's listing off guys. He's like, 
Have you ever stared into his eyes? It was like the first time listening to the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fogel's a scene stealer every time when he uh, is walking behind the girl with the G-string hanging out. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Nicola that he ends up dancing with at the party later. Yeah. Because um, they do a flashback to him walking behind her, and then he walks up to her at the party. Um, one of the weirdest lines in the whole movie, it shows you like how strange Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill's characters are. Yeah. Um, when Jules asks Seth to get the alcohol, she's like, oh, we'll scratch your back if you scratch ours. He's like, well, the funny thing about my back is it's located on my cock. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. And then uh, I, th- I love... Uh, James Franco, Dave Franco. Yeah, Dave. Dave, yeah, Dave yeah, Franco's Dave. scene. Where he's like, hey, Greg, go piss your pants again. He's like, that was eight years ago, asshole. <laughs> People don't forget. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And one of the, one of the lines, I sent it to you last night. I sent a picture of it to you last night. Yeah. Super funny line. Never caught it. Because yeah. Jonah Hill talks so fast in this movie. And he has so many just funny lines. Um, he's like, she thought of me enough to decide that I'm the guy she wants to trust with the whole funness of her party. She wants to fuck me. She wants my dick in and around her mouth. She looked me in the eyes and said, Seth, mama's making a puby salad and I need some Seth's own dressing. <laughs> what kind of lies? And then, and then he's like, you know when girls get shit-faced and say, I was so drunk I shouldn't have fucked that guy? We can be that mistake. <laughs> And that's all one scene. That's the scene when he's on the soccer field. Yeah. Um, what? Making your tits smaller? That's like slapping God in the face for giving you a gift. All right. I'm going to go see these warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, obviously, a very quotable movie. Um, now, I say we get some rankings going. I, I think we're both going to have this highly rated. You might have it a little bit higher than I do, but uh, both highly rated. Um, what order are we going to go in? Go genre, characters, plot, best movie, or best moment, and cinematography director. That's what's going to hurt this Wait, movie. best moment, cinematography, genre, plot. Characters. Characters, that's right. Once again. Hi, welcome to the 35mm podcast where Zach doesn't do his rankings at all. I'm doing them right now. Doing them as we speak. Okay, well, as we speak, what do you have for the genre, comedy genre? I'm going to give it a 94. I think it's a great comedy. Sometimes it drags a little bit, so it's not a not a perfect score, but still a, a highly rated movie. Yeah, I I had it a ninety seven. Uh, comedy, just straight comedical wise, it is a hilarious movie. I think it's one of the funniest movies ever. Uh, so that's why I had a ninety seven. Not one of the funniest ever, but uh, it's up there. Yeah, for sure. So uh, characters, ninety eight. Really, I think these characters are iconic, um, and they're just so consistent. And that's like what I said with Anchorman. Is like the characters, like they're so unpredictable, but at the same at the same time, like what they're doing makes sense with their character. Yeah, I saw it in '88 um, for the characters. I I loved the characters. I didn't think they were perfectly acted, um, just because all these people were so young when this movie was being put out. Yeah. So I in '88 just because of a little bit of annoyance of bad acting. Uh, what did you have for plot? Plot, I have a '92. I think the there is a plot there which which some comedies like don't really have. Yeah. Um, like you, they have a start and finish. You know that they're trying to get alcohol for this party. You've got the plot with uh, Fogel and the cops. Mm-hmm. So I there is plot to it, and I think the plot does a great job telling the story of like in this comedy. Yeah. So I had it in '96 because of a couple reasons. One, it's a relatable plot. Uh, you know, not not 
necessarily relatable you, to you, us. Are but, you buying alcohol? Yeah, for uh, yeah. high schoolers. Yeah, hmm. uh, not, not necessarily re- uh, relatable to us. But relatable in the sense of this is a common thing across the world. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's funny, and they put a really good spin on it. Also, uh, having Michael Sarah or not Michael Sarah uh, Fogel involved with the cops that secondary plot, which all ties it together in the end, is hilarious. Yeah. And really well put together. So I had a '96 for that. Best moment? What'd you have? I have a '93. And I think we had the same scene uh, after Fogo gets punched in the face at the liquor store. Yeah. I think a, I think an honorable mention is uh, when Seth is goes into the store to buy the alcohol originally, and he's like daydreaming about what like all these different scenarios of what could happen. And you've got the one where the old lady's like, "Yeah, enjoy fucking jewels." Yeah. He's like, "I will." And then the one where he throws the bottle at the cop, and the cop kills the old lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, "I never had a choice." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I had my best moment as the same as yours. I put it at a 99 uh, because I, maybe that should be a little – I'm going to put it at a 97. 96. 96 just because comedically that moment is a top five moment in my – that the entire gas station scene. He's an him, organ donor. Yeah. <laughs> where where uh, Seth Rogen and Bill Hader talking to the clerk and they're like uh, – was he like us or like you? Yeah. And she's like, a woman? And like, no, no. And she's like, African? He was African. Or no, he, she goes, African? No, he was, he was American. And uh, she's like, he was just like you. And they're like, oh, Jewish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> so I, a Jewish guy in a hoodie. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, that is one of the funniest comedic scenes ever. Uh, it's just five minutes of pure belly laughter yeah. that you can't stop. Yeah, he's like, uh, they're like, organ donor. Yeah, he's an organ donor. Hey, I always give him a hard time. Just It's it's like a woman. You, you die and they, they still want to tear your heart out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so cinematography and director. All right, this is where it hurts a little bit. Yeah. I put it at an 81 because it's fine. It uh-huh. doesn't have, like, there's not any moments where I'm like, wow, that was painful to watch. Um, but there's just like nothing special you can do in this movie. Yeah, uh, so I had a 77 just because it was pretty limited as to what you could do cinematography-wise. But it's, there it's, were a couple of scenes where it's kind of dark, yeah. uh, a little bit hard to see, which I don't like. So that's why I put it a little bit lower. Did you watch this in your movie room? I did, yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, so what did you have uh, total? Total, it came Overall. out to a 91. Well, I, I, I had 91 as well. Uh, 92 was what I had for Anchorman, so comedy movie-wise. Uh, this is one under my favorite comedy of all time. Yeah. Uh, so I think Superbad is one of the funniest movies of all time. Definitely the funniest movie since 05. Um, and I think it's hard to beat. This is such a rewatchable movie as well. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, like, this is just a comedy. And, like, now all the comedies have to fit into, like, another genre. Yeah. Like 21 Jump Street, action comedy. You've got, what? what's another one, like? I'm trying to think of a recent comedy that's come out that's been. Where the Millers is a like an adventure comedy. Yeah, like none of them are just like comedy. Yeah, right. They all have like a another genre to them. Yeah, absolutely. I think really kind of the only other one that does that well is probably The Hangover. Yeah. Where it's just like a strict comedy movie, it's just a night yeah. out of fun. All right, so uh, ninety-one for you, ninety-one for me. Super bad. Uh, is this your highest comedy you we have? Do you have this higher than Anchorman? I think Anchorman was higher for me, but I okay. don't remember. So we each had Anchorman higher, uh, which is rightfully so. Anchorman's yeah. a little bit funnier. 
a different humor. Mm-hmm. A little bit less. This is a little bit more vulgar. And, a little more juvenile. Yeah, absolutely. But definitely you know, for a younger audience, I think we're mature, so we find it funny. Yeah. Um, really quick, I want to give Evan a couple quotes. Yeah. Uh, there's really one that I like of his. Um, it's at the end, towards the end of the movie. Him and Jules are uh, in bed at the party, and uh, she goes, "You have such a smooth cock," and he goes. Thank you. You would too if you were a man. Yeah, yeah. But you have you've got such a smooth chest. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, and then uh, the very end uh, when Seth Rogen and Bill Hader, uh, what is it? I guess they uh, bust the party. Yeah. And they walk in and they walk in on Fogel, and Bill Hader's like yelling at him, and the girl runs out. And uh, Seth Rogen turns to him and goes, you just cock-blocked McLovin. No. He, he's our friend. We don't do that. We should be guiding his cock, not yeah. blocking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that scene was absolutely Well, and then they sit down on the bed and they're hugging him. And the girl comes out of the bathroom and sees, like, McLovin sitting naked with the blanket on and the two cops hugging him. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, draft. Are you ready for the SD card flip? Are you going to go the graphic side or the blank side? Graphic side. Graphic side. It's blank. I am going to take... Wait, you got to tell them what genres, like what our... uh, Because we have a... No, I'm deciding if I'll... I'm going to go second pick. I want you to go first. Uh, So we have best drama, best comedy, best performance, and a wild card... And oh, these let me are write only, that down. These are Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill films. Let me write that down. So best comedy. Yes. Drama. Yes. Performance. Yep. Wild card. Wild cards. And uh, this does not include Superbad. Anything in Superbad is not included. So with the first pick of the first ever 35 millimeter draft, what will you be taking? Anything is on the board. You know what? For comedy, I'm going to choose one of my favorite comedies of all time. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. Jonah Hill is the uh, host at the restaurant. Yeah. And randomly comes into uh, Jason Segal's time yeah. uh, in the movie a lot. And it's a he has a small role. But so funny. Oh, like yeah. One of, the funniest part, one of the funniest parts in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. He plays it brilliantly. So you're going Jonah Hill's performance and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. For my best comedy. Oh, you're taking Forgetting Sarah Marshall as your best comedy yeah. in general. Okay, yeah. Yeah, really, really good pick. Um, we're limited in the drama section, so I'm going to get my drama off the board now. Um, since I can't pick anything else in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I'm just going to limit... Uh, what we can do drama-wise, I'm taking Moneyball. Moneyball is my favorite sports movie of all time. It's, it's my favorite it's a, book of all time. It's a great movie. And Jonah Hill plays uh, Paul De Podesta brilliantly. Or Paul De Podesta might be the guy's real name. I'm not sure what his name is in the movie. Um, but he plays it brilliantly. And uh, it's an incredible, incredible movie. My Joe. No. Oh, it's your turn. I go again. So, since Moneyball is no longer on the table, can't pick anything from Moneyball, I'm going to take a performance now. Um, 
I, I'm going to leave my comedy for later because I have a big selection of comedies that I can go with. You, you think you got me here? You don't. I, I, I don't uh, I don't know what you ha- you're looking for for a performance, but I'm telling you that I'm going to go Jonah Hill and War Dogs. Jonah Hill is hilarious. He is dramatic. He's he an asshole. An asshole. <laughs> He's intellectual. And he plays the role. Fantastic movie, which I didn't watch until like earlier this year. Yeah, great movie. All right, you think you got me there? I don't know. Pulling one out of the woodworks. Okay. Django Unchained. Seth Rogen or uh, Jonah Jonah Hill? Hill. Jonah Hill and Django Unchained. Jonah Hill and Django Unchained for drama. Yeah. Oh, you're taking Django as the movie. Yes. Okay. For drama. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's out there, but I'll give it to you. Hey, My he, wild card's out there, so he's he's in the movie. It's a great movie, absolutely, um, and a great performance in the movie too. Uh-huh. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of screen time, but I think it's a fantastic drama movie. Um, also, disclaimer: we've said it before. Don't flame us. Neither of us have seen Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it eventually. We'll get to it. Yeah, no, we we have a lot of movies we haven't seen. We're not very reliable podcasts. We can't watch it because there's there's nudity. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, we're not both eighteen yet. No. Yep, you're seventeen. You're a little boy. Yeah, I'm I can. Still a child. I can see the nudity. Mm. You loser. Okay, so your pick again. I kind of want to pull something for Seth Rogen. I feel bad. Yeah, uh, I my, feel bad. My my almost my entire draft is Jonah Hill. All right, I got to get a performance one. All right, who has a like a fantastic performance in something that I I just. Mm. All right, hold on. I gotta look at uh, Seth Rogen movies really quick. Yeah, hey, you know, on the ten count today, ten count is a trivia show we host today. The question was, uh, what TV show did Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin star in? Clearly, that is Thirty Rock. Oh, I knew that right away. Yeah, that's that's. A, I thought that was a relatively easy question. I thought so too. The answer that was given to me by one of the teams was none other than Jeopardy. Yeah, that a, might be. That has to be the worst answer in ten count history. Yeah, that's just a simple case of not. Ha- I I don't even know what it's a simple case of. I can't say that he didn't read the question because it was read to him and he saw it. I can't say that he just jumped on the train because there were two names and Alec Trebek. Well, it's Alec Baldwin and Alex Trebek. So that's maybe where he screwed up, but still, that's embarrassing. It, it was very embarrassing. You know what? I have two ways I could take this. Just do an American pickle and move on. See, I thought about it. I've never seen it. I watched it. It's an okay movie. I think for, for performance, I'm going to go with one of Seth Rogen's like only like true like drama performances uh-huh. at, in uh, Steve Jobs at, when yeah. he plays Steve Wozniak. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to go for. Yeah, I, if I was going to go performance for uh, Seth Rogen drama-wise, I would probably have done 50-50 with yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, se- I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. I, I've seen actually clips from it. Like I think I've seen parts of it, but... Not the whole movie, so I'm not going to take that one. All right, so I'm going to finish mine out here. Uh, oh, this is hard. Um, I got three comedies to pick from. 21 Jump Street, The Interview, or The 40-Year-Old Virgin. I'm going to surprise you here. Oh, I don't know what comedy to pick. Um, 
The interview is hilarious. It might not necessarily be the funniest one, so I'm going to knock that out. 21 Jump Street is a classic. Uh, very similar to Superbad, kind of. Um, 21 Jump Street, or I could go 40-year-old virgin. I'm really going to surprise you here. You're probably going to make fun of me. Okay. Um, I don't know. Recency bias for the 40-year-old. Um, no, I, I'm going to go straight straight comedy. One of the funniest movies of the 2010s. Uh, one of my favorite comedy movies ever. I will have it probably pretty highly ranked if we ever do it. 21 Jump Street. I do like the Jump Street movies. I recently watched 22 because I hadn't, I hadn't rewatched that one in a long time. Definitely the weaker one of the two movies, but, uh-huh. but still solid movies. All right. My wild card. Hear me out. It's my pick. I thought that was it. I still have my wild card. What did you just pick? 21 Jump Street is my best comedy. Oh, I forgot you hadn't done comedy yet. So, wait, how many picks do you have left? One. You just have your wild card? Yeah. Okay. So, for my wild card, I have it down to two. I have it down to a line and a character. And originally, what I was going to go with, from 40-Year-Old Virgin, Seth Rogen is talking about Steve Carell's character. And it's before they invite him to their poker game. And he says, he's a really nice guy and all. But I'm pretty sure that he is a serial murderer. (laughs) Which, when you're hearing it in the movie, is hilarious. But I'm going to go... I'm just going to sweep with Jonah Hill. I'm going to go all Jonah Hill for my draft. Which I guess I probably shouldn't do. But nonetheless, I'm going to do it. Night at the Museum. Return... To the museum, I think. Uh, Battle of the Smithsonian. Battle of the Smithsonian. That's what it is. In the Smithsonian, when Larry Daly is trying to find out how to get underground, he meets a certain security guard by the name of Burundin. B-R-U-N-D-O-N. It's a very popular name in the late 90s. (laughs) Yeah, so Burundin, played by Jonah Hill. Uh, He puts his hands on him. He hits him with a stick. Uh, it is a hilarious character, a hilarious scene, and a not very funny movie. I, th- um, I think the Night at the Museum movies are good family movies. Yeah, they're good family movies. They're not hilarious, but they're very... So this I is enjoy just, watching them. I just want to clarify. Wild card means you can just pick any movie. Literally It doesn't have to anything. fit into a category. It, doesn't, it could be a quote. It could be a scene. I'm going to pick a whole movie because okay. he's not in it very much. The Lego movie. The Lego The Lego movie, movie is hilarious. Have you watched it recently? No. Do it. It's, the Lego I'm movie. telling you, the Lego movie is a masterpiece. Oh, come on. No, it really is. Because, like, um, there's so many just, like, political things that they talk about. And it's so funny. And I seriously, like, I'll watch the, I watch the Lego movie probably two or three times a year. What? It's so funny. No way. It's, we're doing the Lego movie. No. We're doing the Lego movie. No, dude. The Lego movie? <laughs> it's How so good. And, and Jonah Hill plays uh, Green Lantern in the Lego movie. I, it's I, I so good. I might have to turn off the recording. No, 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 no. It's so good. Um, I can't keep defending you anymore. Okay, fine. Do you want to give me another chance? No, I, your chances are done. I'm just done defending you. I think that I'm a little sad that nobody talked about This is the End. Oh, you know what I was going to do? And the reason I didn't do it because it necessarily wasn't Jonah Hill or um, Seth Rogen. I wanted to do Danny McBride's scene in that movie when he when eats the all of their food. 
when he like start when they're like, okay, we got a ration, but I think we have enough. They wake up the next morning and he's just making a huge breakfast. Yeah. Well, that have scene you, is hilarious. Have you seen 127 Hours? Yes. Yeah. So I love the my favorite scene in that whole movie is James Franco doing like a video diary. And he's like, turns out McBride's here. And like, what the fuck? And he's like talking to the camera. And then Danny McBride walks in and he's like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just uh, making a little video diary. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, I'm really glad you're here, man. And Danny walks out and he's like, fucking hate that guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that is a brutal movie it's That's so funny movie to watch. i love that movie 127 hours no this is the end what did you mention 127 hours because he has the camera from 127 oh hours. yeah yeah, 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 I'm, talking, yeah. I'm talking about in a in this is the end i was real lost right yeah, there he's like he's like talking to the camera from 127 hours yeah because he keeps all his props yeah yeah and yeah, uh, Danny, Mc, Danny, Mc, Danny mcbride walks in he's like hey Really, really glad you're here. And then McBride walks out. He's like, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm telling you, rewatch the Lego movie. Trust me on it. It's so funny. You know, when we were doing this, we were debating on who, how we would decide who would have a better draft. If we needed another member or what exactly we would need to do. No, I'll agree that you have this one. Yeah, no, this is my draft. (laughs) This isn't even close. But not because of the Lego movie. It was really uh, the drama that you pulled out. Yeah, drama was definitely... What did you pick as your drama? Django. Django, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, it's a good movie. It just doesn't resonate the same. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I have two ideas for our next movie next week. Uh, Both horror movies, since we've done action, we've done crime... We've done comedy twice. Well, oh yeah, we did do crime with Goodfellas. Yeah, uh, I think we'll have actually. Oh, I guess nineteen seventies kind of action. Yeah, we. I mean, I guess we haven't had full action. We had Inception, but that that's a lost episode. Yeah, that we lost the SD card on that one. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna find it one day, and we'll post it if we find it. Yeah, same with Goodfellas. You lost Goodfellas. I had the SD card. It didn't record. It didn't record. No. So it literally got the first like 20 seconds of us talking and then it just cut out. Really? Uh, I I think the SD card must've been full because the SD card was filled with other stuff. So, uh, I was laying in my bed last night and I almost texted you and said, I don't remember doing Goodfellas. I remember watching it and taking notes. Don't remember sitting in here and talking about it. Yeah, no, we talked about it, uh, because we did, um, no, I remember a little bit because I just remember you being like, yeah, the guy gets uh, killed in like, the very beginning. It was crazy. And yeah. that's like the only thing I remember us talking about. All right. So the two movies and uh, just absolutely flame me if I'm wrong here, but Blair Witch Project or The Strangers. Mm, no? I think we can do better. Okay. Well, what do you want to do? I think two of my favorite comic or two of my favorite horror movies. Okay. The original Conjuring. Okay. Sinister. I've never seen Sinister, so I'd do Sinister. It's on Netflix. I would do it. Is that that's a real big dude, right? No, it's a, uh, it's Ethan Hawke. It's Ethan Hawke's family, and he's a writer, and he's writing about these like these suspicious murders that like killed an entire family. Yeah. This real big dude. Oh yeah, that's in the second one. That's Sinister too. Oh, he's not in the first one. Barely. Oh, okay. He's, fair enough. You like see his face a couple times. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Sinister is a movie with a 63 on Rotten Tomatoes. 
I think it's a great horror movie. Let's do it. Sinister. Uh, are you sure it's on Netflix? Um, it's been taken off a couple times, but I'm pretty sure it's back on. Looks like it's not. Oh, maybe not. Well, looks like I'll be buying it on Amazon and putting it on my account. <laughs> I guess. Uh, all right, so uh, let's... Oh, it's on... Uh, what's it on? Oh, it might be on uh, Stars. I think it's on Stars. I don't have Stars. All right, whatever. We we'll will find out. a way to watch it. Uh, this has been episode four of the 35mm podcast. <laughs> this has been like episode like, six. six. <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, I'm Thomas. That's Zach. Thanks for watching.